When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Happy Sunday. Thank you for joining us on the East West Sports Podcast. I am your host, Fidel. Alongside with me are my co-hosts, Kendall and Jerry. How are you guys doing out there? Doing good, Fidel. Doing real good, Fidel. Thank you. Good, guys. All right. So it's been a really slow weekend as far as the NFL goes. Uh, some news did come out this morning about the Dak Prescott contract. So Cowboys offered Dak Prescott a, a new contract worth $33 million per year, which would be the richest contract in league hi- history. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Man, I just, I'm, I'm, I'll go ahead and start for that. I just think, I mean, it's a big number for the Cowboys, you know, with their intention to resign Dak. You know, he's he said to be on to become a free agent by the end of this week, this upcoming week. And, you know, they've been going back and forth with the contract negotiations and how much Dak wants, how much the Jerry wants to pay him, or the Cowboys wants to pay him or whatnot. So it's going to be very interesting to see if they can really get closely, if he's going to agree to this contract so they can get on with their draft plans and their free agency plans. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to agree. Um, when you when you look at the number, it just shows you the commitment that the Dallas Cowboys have in making Dak their franchise quarterback. Um, you know, there there has been some conflicting reports. I'm pretty sure after free agency starts, everything will clear up. Um, I saw that they had Jane Slater reporting that Dak was seeking forty million a year, uh, but then. Um, I think it was Sportrack that that corrected and said that no, that wasn't the deal. That it was that he was looking for a short-term deal. So kind of, he wants to be the highest paid, but he wants to go out there and prove it, and so he can re- have a a new contract at, at the age of thirty. So you know, interesting, interesting, you know, topic line. I want to see how this unfolds and how it plays out. Like like Kendall said, I mean. He's the he's the domino that needs to fall, so they can you know re-sign Amari Cooper and you know see if they're going to even make a play for Byron Jones. So interesting, it's going to be very interesting how the Cowboys handle the entire situation overall. Yeah, I mean, as far as the money, I mean, what that tells me is that they know what they have and they don't want to lose them. You know, they, they know they have a franchise quarterback, and you know how long did they take them to find another franchise quarterback? I mean, you can go down the list of all the different quarterbacks the Cowboys have gone through. Uh, Drew Hansen, Quincy Carter. Um, I know I'm probably forgetting a couple more names, but there was a lot of quarterbacks that played for that franchise after Troy Aikman did not pan out. Yeah. Vin Testaverde, Drew Bledsoe, Ryan Leaf. Yeah, it goes so – it's a, it's, a, it's a large amount of quarterbacks. Yeah, the list goes on. <laughs> correct, correct. <laughs> all right, guys. So, also on today's show, we're going to – Go ahead, and we're going to hit on uh, team needs for the AFC East and also the AFC North. First, we're going to start off with the AFC East. I'll let you uh, get started on that, Kendall. Yes, man. Appreciate it, Fidel. Um, yes, I'm going to go ahead and start with the Buffalo Bills. They're sitting there, at, you know, they're coming off a pretty good season last year. They made the playoffs and whatnot. Josh Allen had a good season for the Bills and whatnot, and you know their defense has been very good the past couple seasons and whatnot. And they're a young team for the most part. But so I just think you know, if the Bills want to take that next level in the, in the division that's full of uncertainty, you know, we don't know if 
Brady's going to leave the Patriots. So that's, that can be a very – it can turn that division upside down. So it's going to be very interesting to see what goes on, going, what goes on in that division in the next few weeks or whatnot. But I think on the Bills, for them to take the next level, they need to get Josh Allen a big target on the outside, a big receiver. And I was thinking of a guy in the draft, you know, they could go with you know, T. Higgins, the wide receiver from, Clip, from Clemson. I think he fit their scheme perfectly based off whatever they do in um, free age. They got $82 million, um available space for the cap or whatnot. So I think if they can go ahead and address their wide receiver position for Josh Allen, that would be a great start for him. And they get some big targets there for him. They got Cole Beasley in the slot. John Brown, he'll be opposite on the other side of the wide receiver. So they got some speed. But I just think they need another target. And that's what they was, they was lacking this past season. They didn't have a, enough targets for Josh Allen there. And I think, you know, their defense, like I said, like I said before, they're fairly young. They maybe could use some depth at the linebacker with Lorenzo Alexander. He's um he was told he said he's going to retire this this past season. So he um they need another maybe need another linebacker there. But I think I mean for the Buffalo Bills, for them to take the next next level, because the next level they have to address those those needs right there. And I think um for the Patriots or whatnot, I'm gonna go with the Patriots, they're sitting there with the twenty third pick or whatnot. They got forty one million available in cap space. So Everything's hinging on what Tom Brady does. Like, does he come back to the Patriots? Does he leave or whatnot? I think either or Bill, Bill Belichick, he's sitting there at, with that twenty with the um, twenty third pick. So I think um he's known in the past to take the best player on the board. I mean, he's not really known not not really known for the need point of the draft. So I think they they may go quarterback there and get Justin Herbert if he's available. If not, I think I look for him to go to Alabama and get the safety. Xavier McKinney there. He's real good friends with um Nick Saban, so they, I'm pretty sure they've been talking or whatnot. So they mo they may they may go that route. They also could um use some depth at linebacker. Two of their linebackers are free agents. Well, um Calvin Noah not set to come back, and Leonard Robbins he's a free agent or whatnot. So um we don't know what they're going to do. So um this it's gonna be very interesting to see what New England does or whatnot. So um they they could use a tight end also maybe like um Cole Komet. That's that's another that's another um position of need they need. Cole commit, they could go that route, or they could um get Adam Trotman. So we'd be very interested. It's, it's, I can't wait to be eager very to see what New England does right there with at the twenty third pick. Yeah, those are very interesting uh, points. We all know that, you know, New England last year they missed Gronk tremendously. And Tom Brady did not have a lot of help uh as far as the offensive goes. The defense was was pretty good. Yes, it was. Uh, yeah, but just they they were lacking that offensive power that you know that Gronk brought because a lot of the double teams were going to be on Gronk. Mm-hmm. And then also too, uh, just to go back with the Buffalo Bills, yeah, you're right. They need another target to help out Josh Allen. Real quick, just to add on, I think that the I mean, man, the Buffalo Bills had such a great draft last year. Um, you know, when you look at it, they got Ed Oliver. Uh, yeah. You know, at the at he was getting knocked for about his size and whatnot, but I mean, he really was he re, he played a very important role in that defense and helping them get to the playoffs. And then they were patient and they sat there in the second round and they got Co- uh, Cody Ford out of Oklahoma, the offensive lineman. Right. I believe, I, what did he play? Off, he played on the right side. I think he was right tackle. Yes, he was the right. He played mainly, played mainly on the right side. Yeah, he was on the right side, but still, I mean, I mean, for exactly for what Josh Allen needed, and then later on, I think they got that tight end Knox, and you know, I'm not saying he's going to be the next superstar tight end in the league, but man, that guy, that guy was just coming up with touchdowns for them. So they had, yeah. they, had a, they had a really good draft last year, and uh, it, it seems that that's what's enabled them to have such a great you know, opportunity with the cap. I mean, they they could do so much with that cap, with that cap space. I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see how they handle their off season, you know? Um, and, and then a side note for the Patriots, the Patriots, um, they got that, what's that offensive line? Is his name Tooney or what's his name? Um, what was his name? Tony, Joe Tony. There you go. Tony. Uh, I mean, how are they going to keep him? You know what I'm saying? That, that I mean, I mean, are they going to do a, a Trent Brown? You know, like how Trent Brown left with the Oakland Raiders, or is he is he somebody they can let go? You know, and free agency. So it's going to be interesting how to see if they're going to resign 
Tom Brady and ha- how are they going to do it to keep, you know, that vital piece on their offensive line. But definitely it's the, those two teams right there, I mean, they're they're going to be very interesting. I want to see what they're going to – what how they're going to add to their teams. Yeah, I, I yeah, agree. No, those are I, points. Yeah. So, uh, I'm, I'm, I let's go ahead and let's go ahead and and, and move on. Um, let's let's go with the Jets here. Um, the Jets, they they have a couple of they have a few needs here. They 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 have the number eleven spot in the draft. Um, when you look at the Jets. You know, Sam Darnold does look like he can – oh, man, at times he plays like he is a franchise quarterback. And then <laughs> uh, he, he really scared some people when, when the Patriots kind of when, – when the Patriots brought out the ghost. And, uh, you know, do you, do you remember hearing them say, man, I'm seeing ghosts? Like, oh, oh you don't want to hear. They got spanked by the Patriots, yep. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't want to hear that, right? But I'm just saying, at times he he flashes that potential to be a franchise quarterback. But you know, I think I think if anything, you know, you just continue building off of that. I think you roll with it. You know, get him a left tackle. Um, I know that Robbie Anderson is a free agent. I I uh, we've mentioned him in in our prior in our prior podcast about you know maybe some destinations being. You know, a good landing spot would probably be with the the Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, but you know, I think that if I had to choose between wide receiver, left tackle, you know, I'm um, I I think that's kind of like where the fall on the left tackles kind of goes. Uh, I know on my mock draft, I had them drafting Jerry Judy just because. Um, the when you when you look at it, Jerry Judy, I think. I, I just I would give him just a slight notch above C.D. Lamb, and when you don't have a great offensive line, you need somebody that can run short routes and that can make plays off of that. So you know, quick, quick, you know, quick passes out to your wide receiver will help you comp- compensate for the lack of offensive <laughs> line you have. I think the Patriots have the Patriots have done a well, a great job, you know, of capitalizing on that type of offense. I think Jerry Judy could actually help you with that. I know they have Greg Williams as their defensive coordinator, you know, with him, you know, he likes to apply pressure, but he loves corners. Um, Overall, New York Jets, they need a left tackle, wide receiver, and they need a corner, and then they need a an actual edge defender, right? So those are those are the those are the needs. But you know, overall when they're there at number eleven, I see them I see them going after Jerry Judy. They do have a little a little north of forty nine million on their cap space. So it's gonna be kinda interesting to see if if the left tackle's there, are they gonna build the lineup or you know, if Jerry Judy's there, are you gonna draft them? What do you think, Phil? No, those are very good points. You know, well, to me, I feel like they need a receiver. They need to get uh, Sam Darnold some help. Uh, I don't think Robbie Anderson is going to come back, you know, to the Jets. So that's going to be a need that they're going to have to, you know, fill via free agency or draft. Yeah, I can see him definitely taking, you know, either Judy or Lamb, depending who's there, or even Ruggs, depending, you know, how the how the half top of the draft shakes up. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I know that we we've talked during our, you know, our meetings and whatnot. And I tell you, I go for some odd reason. I feel that he that Henry Ruggs reminds me of OBJ. I feel that you know, if I had to give him a comparison, I would say Odell Beckham Jr. Um, I don't know. I don't know why how I see it in him. You know, but I just. I just kind of, to me, that's kind of what I, I see that he could, maybe, if he can stay healthy, he can be that type of player. And I mean, I think that was the best thing that ever happened to to the New York State was having an electrifying, you know, wide receiver like OBJ. So what no better way, right, than bringing in, 
somebody that could is at that caliber has that you know has a speed of four two seven and and Henry Ruggs right so they're gonna have their options there at eleven. I do think that maybe perhaps you you are you know I think we're both on. I don't know about Kendall, but I think that wide receiver would be a you know a top need. Um, I, think I agree with you, there, Jerry. All right, sounds good. Uh, let's move on. Uh, I got got the Miami Dolphins sitting in a very unique situation. I think it's been a very long time since we've seen a team with three first round draft picks. I mean, uh, so you know, first and foremost, the Miami Dolphins have the number five pick, number eighteen pick, and the number twenty six pick. Then they have eighty eight million in cap space. So talk about a complete rebuild. I mean, a complete rebuild. Um, I would have, you know, their, their, their top three needs are quarterback. Uh, they, they do need defenders. Uh, they, they need cornerback and they need offensive line and they need weapons. Uh, I know they re-signed their wide receiver, uh, Devontae Parker at towards the end of the, the, the season, which was kind of a, Unusual, right? Because it kind of looked like they really didn't. To me, it, I, I, it, it seemed like the Dolphins just didn't know how to get him involved in the plays. But towards the end, he he started playing up to his, his first round bill, you know. So I think that I think that you know, I think if they address the quarterback position, the name that's been tied to them forever, and the, you know that infamous slogan, "Tank for Tua." <laughs> I think hey that was a that was a marketing genius right there tank for Tua you know I think that 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 I mean how many shirts do you think you could see people from you know fans from 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 the Miami Dolphins wearing those on Sundays uh the only thing is I will say that you know just keeping close a uh, close eye on that and doing research on it I think that I heard Tua when he was explaining the interview that he had with the Miami Dolphins, that from the teams he had interviews with, the Dolphins seemed the least impressed with him. Now, it goes back to medicals. I know that they had a, I know they did the medicals on him and they said that they were very, very happy because, yes, his hip was replaced and, yes, you know, there was a healthy blood flow. You know, but I do think he's going to be a, a name that you're going to see that they recall for a second check. You know, when you're investing, you know, let's say you go with the fifth round draft pick and you draft to a, you know, that that that's a big commitment. You know what I mean? I think it's a huge commitment, and it that's a very scary thing. You know, the 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 hip injury that he sustained. So, but I think I I think I think they're going to pull the trigger. I think they're still going to do it. I think they're just playing the cards right. You know, I think what they're trying to do is it's just put a smoke screen up. So I see them. I can I can see them drafting ta- uh, to a Tunga Bailoa there at, at number five. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And then also, too, just to bring some, you know, some history on, you know, on the Dolphins, you know, being iffy about a quarterback after injury. Let's not forget they passed on Drew Brees and they sang Dante Culpepper. You know, a yep. little bit over ten years ago, during free right. agency, just because their medical staff didn't think that um, Drew Brees's uh, arm was going to hold up. And, what, and look, look what Drew Brees has done since that happened. Exactly. So, I mean, history just shows us, you know, that players have injuries they, they can't produce at times. Yeah. No. Yes. Now, now this is where <laughs> this is where it gets interesting. You know, at number eighteen. You need you need you need protection for your quarterback, you know. But then you also have needs across the board. Um, I I <clears throat> I think I'm a little higher on Austin Jackson out of USC. The uh, he's the offensive tackle on uh, out of USC. Um, now they're they're. I heard his interview and it was kind of interesting. Like you know, he said that this year he didn't play like the way he had been in the previous years because he was helping his sister out. Um, I forgot the the type of donation. Oh, man, I had it. 
I had it in my notes, but I don't have my notes in front of me right now. Um, she she has a a rare disease, so he actually was giving her treatment. Bone marrow. Bone marrow. There you go. He said that that took out a lot of him, and he noticed it like towards the middle of the of the season. So he said that it just it just didn't allow him to play his game the way he is. But he says that ever since then that <clears throat> he's been able to you know, fully recover and, and, and make it, you know, make things, he feels that he'll, he's ready to, to, to come into the league and do his job at a high level. So I, I think this is a good spot, especially after you see the run on the left on the uh, offensive tackles. I think the offensive tackles are going to go early in the draft. I just have this feeling, you know? So I say at number 18, I said, I say they, 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 since they do their due diligence on Tua Tungabailoa, they're also doing it on the left tackle, and I think that the Austin Jackson has a, a ton of upside, and why not do it? Um, at pick twenty six, I would have to, I would have to give you give Tua a playmaker. As much as cornerback is there, I don't, <clears throat> I don't think that. Uh, I think that it would be too much of a risk if they didn't draft a running back to help take the load off of Tua. I think that DeAndre Swift would be a a great addition to help take the pressure off of Tua. And I mean, look at look at look at what happened when the Cowboys tagged up Zeke and Dak together. They had a historical r- rookie season. Imagine, you know, Tua Tunga Bailoa and DeAndre Swift together. I mean, I think that that would be a great start to the rebuild of the offense, you know, rebuild, rebuild and get an identity for the Miami Dolphins. And so I do think that that would be a great, you know, the, a great way to start your rebuild, of course. Yeah, of course. No, those are all very good points. Definitely the, the quarterback's going to be in need. Um, we don't know what's going to happen yet. I mean, if they do draft the quarterback with the, that first pick that they have, um, they definitely need help at that running back since they did get uh, they traded away Kenyon Drake yep. last year to the Cardinals. <laughs> well, and then they have eighty eight million. So, I mean, yeah. they they a lot of these needs they can definitely take. You know, they can definitely do some. They can really really rebuild i mean even even at number 26 let's say they say okay you know what we're gonna wait to the second round to get a you know a running back i mean do you think you know maybe perhaps trading that 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 first round pick let's say for uh a ionic right from uh the jaguars the defensive end you know he's under the franchise tag he doesn't want to be there do you think that do you think that they they could actually pull that off or they can trade off that first round draft pick bring in Yannick re-sign him give him a good contract you know what I'm saying like slowly build that team up Yannick is what 25 25 years old I believe yeah he's young I mean let's have fun here you know what I mean we're rebuilding let's yeah. let's rebuild it the right way I mean also uh Anthony Harris the the Viking safety mm-hmm. you know Bring him in, you know. You you can help solidify. I mean, you got that's a that's a ton of money, and then you're getting your you're getting your offense. You, you build your offense the right way, you know, like this. You know, get your left tackle, get your get your wide receiver. I mean, I'm sorry, get your quarterback, get your left tackle, and uh, get your defensive end right. I mean, those are the three top, possibly the three top needs. And every team that every team should should use as building blocks, you know. So, you know, I think that I think the Dolphins should should have a little fun with with this situation, you know. Uh, I don't, I don't, I doubt that they would go through another year of of tanking, <laughs> so to say, right? Uh, we've already heard, uh, Fidel. I know that before before you know in the early stages, I remember you said that you felt that. The uh, Panthers were going to tank for Trevor, right? And yeah. and so <laughs> I don't think that the Dolphins fans and the Dolphins want to go through another season like that. I think that they, <laughs> I think this is the year that they're going to roll with it. It'd be interesting to see what they do with Josh Rosen. I don't see, I mean, I 
have we seen it before? Yeah, we've seen it before. I don't know though. I mean, I don't know how the relationship with Brian Flores is now uh, that he's a Dol- the Dolphins coach and and uh, Bill Belichick. But I mean, you have Josh Rosen. You think he'd be willing to part ways with Josh Rosen with the with the with the trade within the division? You know, would be. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if that if that would happen. But I mean, from what I've seen of Josh Rosen, I'm, to be honest, I'm not very impressed. And then also, too, I, I think the Dolphins are going to be, I want to say, a dark horse team in the division. You know, they they didn't have a really good start to the year at all last year, but they did finish the year, you know, kind of strongly. They beat the Patriots, you know, the last week of the season. And, and that game was very important for the Patriots. Yeah, well, Ryan Fitzpatrick is uh, very gritty. He's very gritty. <laughs> it's magic. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he 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 definitely he just man, he's just a fiery competitor. He's just one of those guys that just he's not gonna go down without swinging. You know what I mean? Yes. So, but no, I mean, definitely it's it's very interesting to see what they're what how the AFC East. I think think out of the out of the four, I think right now the leader of the pack would obviously be the Buffalo Bills. That's the team to beat right now. You know they they went pretty far into the. Uh, Went pretty far into the uh, into the playoffs. Um, well, they, I mean, it looked like they were going to go well, pretty far. They went yeah. far into the AFC Wild Card game, and you know, you know what happened. So, no, no, yeah, yeah. But, but I will tell you this: if anything, it just shows you the importance of having a general manager that's on board with the coach. You know what I mean? Obviously, the coach was able to work with the general manager. General manager goes and gets some of the players that he needs to to put out the plays that that, that they want to do. So I know that Bill Belichick has had that that hat for years of being the head coach and the general manager. But you know I think it's I think his name is Bean, right? Uh the 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 GM from the Buffalo Bills. Uh but but definitely like you know just getting the players that he that that McDermott needs to to run that team. I think that the Bills are the team to watch out. Um, definitely, I'm a definitely a. It's a team that I'm gonna be keeping a close eye on during the off season. Yeah, Brian. during the draft and and then during the season as well too. Yeah, Kendall, you have any thoughts on that? Um, yeah, I just want to add that you know with the um on the Fitzpatrick from the Dolphins or whatnot, they went to New England and beat them. So whenever Fitzpatrick has had a chance to get hot, he has destroyed some seasons in the past at the end of season. Yep, definitely agree with you on that. All right, guys. Now let's go over AFC North team needs. So we have the Bengals, Steelers, Ravens, and Browns in that division. Jerry, I'll let you go ahead and get us uh, started on that. Sounds good. So let's go ahead and go right into with the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Obviously, you know, I think that Andy Dalton's 10 years up. You know, seeing Joe Burrow play this see this 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 year, you know, he just played lights out. Just everything that you'd you'd want to see in a quarterback. I mean, the way he was able to climb in the pocket, I mean, poise, you know, was able to take hits and just deliver the ball, you know, put the ball in great positions for his wide receivers. I, I just don't see how Cincinnati would pass on Joe Burrow, seeing that, you know, I think that, like I said, Andy Dalton, there's certain things that he can do that I see Joe Burrow doing. So, you know, their 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 biggest need right now is quarterback. Aside from that, you know, later on in the in the other rounds, they're gonna have to address linebacker, cornerback, and Safety, you know, it's kind of it's kind of weird to say that, right? Because at one time, you know, since he was really heavily drafting corners, it felt like almost every year. I know that they got uh, a good free safety in uh, Jesse Bates. Uh, you know, I like his I like his ranginess, you know. But I think that 
They probably they probably do need to address that secondary maybe in the in the second round. You know, since they have the first round pick, Joe Burrow, it is. You know, with their cap space, they have forty four point eight mil. I don't know, you know, if Andy Dalton gets dealt, I don't know, you know, how much more that's gonna add. But it's kinda interesting, you know, when you when you start seeing teams get you know, a coach, uh, assistant coordinator from a coach that's having great success. You know, last year, <laughs> Zach Taylor, the coach, just it looked like he was trying too hard at, at times, you know, and that's the last thing you want to see. You know, you want to be able to see that your players are are making, you know, a progression, that they're in the right direction, that, you know, you're winning games and, it looked like it couldn't win game almost, you know. So I think that why not, you know, since you do have your coach, it's going to be his second year as as a coach. Let's go ahead and just reset, put, put the reset button. Go ahead and draft Joe Burrow. I saw that they are there. Did they franchise tag AJ Green already or are they going to franchise tag? How- I think they're planning on franchising him. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think the rumor, we we all saw the rumor was saying that that Joe Burrow was saying that, you know, he wanted AJ Green, <clears throat> but later on I saw that that story got removed, saying that that wasn't the case. You know, I think AJ Green is going to be, I think he's thirty one years old. He'll probably, I think at the at the beginning of the season he'll probably be thirty two. I think he still has he still has some game left in him. You know, he's always been a very polished wide receiver. He's never really been a burner. I mean, he does have he does have speed, but he's always been that that you know that that wide receiver that'll go up there and get that ball for you. So, I mean, even if they decide to go ahead and stay with him, you know, I think that Joe Burrow is going to help him have um, you know, a good seasons, you know, some good seasons if they do decide to resign him, at least give him a 3-year deal, you know. You know, maybe maybe you can see AJ Green kind of transition to that Larry Fitzgerald type, you know, mold. You know, playing in the slot. You know, trying to get him open in different different ways. You know, if Zach Taylor learned anything from, you know, being under, um, oh my goodness, uh, my mind drew a blank. Uh, the Rams head coach. Yeah, uh, what's his name? <laughs> well, anyways, Sean McVay. Yeah, there you go, Sean McVay. I mean, Sean McVay. Very, very smart guy, you know, can, it's, it's incredible how he, he memorizes every player on the team, you know, that's starting, you know. Um, I don't see that in Zach Taylor, but, I mean, I think this year is going to really show us, you know, okay, you got your franchise quarterback. Let's see, let's see how you, you know, what you can do, you know, as far as if you can get Cincinnati on the right track and, and get them to, to start winning some ball games and, Give the fans, you know, something, something, something to, to yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah. I, I, I've no, I've noticed though, especially when you're building your team, the most important thing, yeah, of course, you, you know, you need a GM that's on page with the, with the, the head coach. But I believe it's Brown, right? Is it Mike Brown? Yeah, Mike Brown's the owner. He's the owner, so he's the one calling the shots, and that's unfortunate. You know, Jerry Jones was doing that for years and years, and you know, it, it took it took it took him checking his ego, and you know, di- you know, letting letting like I'm 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 talking about the Cowboys right now for a moment. You know, it took it took Jerry Jones like to actually look at look in the mirror and say, okay, you know what, I need some help. And when he brought on Will McClay and made him VP of Player Personnel and allowed his son to come in, Stephen Jones, and address, you know. You know, be the be the uh, you know the negotiator. I think they've had a lot of success as far as building that team up. I think if Mike Brown was to take that approach, you know, maybe perhaps, okay, fine, you know, <laughs> you know, like you're gonna call the shots. And, okay, well, just tell you know, get 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 yourself somebody like Will McClay and tell him what you're looking for, right? And work with your coach to make sure that your coach has the players he needs, you know. So Cincinnati, it looks like they're in complete rebuild mode. Uh, they still have some good pieces in place, you know, and then see what, what they do um, during the offseason. I know they had some questionable uh, 
free agent signings last year. Uh, what was uh, that right tackle? Bobby Hart, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, Bob. Yeah, they gave him a big contract in that, that year. The year before, man, that guy got burned so much. It was crazy. I was just like, what the heck? Why is this guy getting this, this contract? But, you know, for whatever reason, I guess um, Zach Taylor thought he could bring out the best in him. So the, the, the jury's still out. We'll see. Like I said, year two is usually the best year to kind of to see more or less um, how the coach, you know, starts to develop and, and if, if he's able to put out a good product there on Sundays. Um, moving on, Baltimore Ravens. Wow. I mean, wow. That's, that's all I could say from, from, from looking back. I mean, do you give credit? Who do you give credit to for Lamar Jackson? Do you give it to Ozzy? No, Greg Roman. Well, I'm saying, I'm saying like on the team building site. Because I think Ozzy drafted him, didn't he? That was yeah. Because I believe that was yeah. Ozzy Ozzy draft last draft class he had, correct? Yeah, yeah. Because it was Hayden Hurst, and then and then they went back up and they traded for for him. And that year they loaded up on tight end because I think they got also Mark Andrews like in the fourth round. I think it was out of Oklahoma, the tight end that 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 has been playing real good. But you know, it's been interesting. I've been I've been seeing Hayden Hurst, and I think. Uh, we talked about it previously, right? Uh, I don't know if it was DRM or one of our podcasts that Hayden Hurst might be in the trading block and watch for him, you know, maybe even landing up with the Patriots. And we're like, oh, shoot, like, that would be a crazy scenario seeing that they bested a first round draft pick in him. And well, you know, but definitely quarterback is not one of the Ravens' needs. Uh, if, if, if anything, they were so close. Um, uh, I think that the first out of the three, you, you got linebacker. You need you, you need you have linebacker because they lost CJ Mosley in free agency to the New York Jets, right? Yeah. So definitely, I think linebacker that would probably be my first need. I mean, the first thing I would address in my needs, obviously, that you want to see them apply a little bit more pressure. I know that they took a chance on the. What was his name? Uh, Jalen Ferguson, right out of uh, Jalen Ferguson. Yeah, right. They they took a they took they they took a chance on him, and man, he was able to put pressure. I think that they need they need somebody that can put pressure without having to, you know, have to blitz them all the time. You know what I mean? Uh, definitely, I, I would. You would like them to get a little bit younger, um, on the uh, offensive line side. I know that Mark uh, Marshall. Uh, Marshall Yonda has been there for it feels like for years, but he still plays, you know, at a high level and whatnot. And then of course, wide receiver. <laughs> it feels like every year they need a wide receiver, you know. Uh, they're, they're picking twenty eighth in my mock draft. I had them, I had them drafting Kenneth Murray. Now, I, I think that Kenneth Murray should be, I think he should be rated a little bit higher, but. Since Patrick Queen played in the championship and his year, his his, you know his uh, his season got extended just a little bit longer. Right now, Patrick Queen got he got a you know he finished with a hot he finished hot, so his name right now is up there, and they're saying he's you know they're they're giving him the edge. So Patrick Queen Queen's gonna be off the board first, and then you'll see uh, Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma, the linebacker. The playmaking linebacker. I think in 2018 he had 28 tackles in one game. Did you guys know that? Um, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 28 tackles in one game. I remember, like, what the? <laughs> that was some gaudy numbers. But I'll tell you this much right now. I mean, Kenneth Murray's not just the typical linebacker. I mean, you, you, if you see, you put on the tape on him. He's just all over. He's flying all over the field. They even have him coming in on pass rush. So I think that, especially for that defensive coordinator that they have, I think that would be a dream case scenario for, for them. Um, at, at number 28, I do see Kenneth Murray being there too. Uh, they have 30, they have a little north of 30 million in cap space. So they're going to have to be, they're going to have to be very, very creative with their, with their, with, 
their cap space because, I mean, you know, you're talking about these contracts coming up and Mahomes and then, and then, well, Lamar Jackson, he's going to be a $40 million contract. And he's well worth it. You know what I mean? He's tough. He plays. He put, you know, you could tell he puts his heart into it and just, just that he's just playing, he's just playing lights out right now. So definitely, you know, I think the second round would be a, a good, a good position for them to target, you know, an offensive line. You know, there's, there's names out there. Uh, Caesar, Caesar Reese out of Michigan, you know, for the interior, kind of help, help them, give them a little bit of extra time, you know, help them develop into a full, you know, a full quarterback. I wouldn't want to take away his running ability because he brings, he helps your running game so much. He helped Mark Ingram have a, a great season. Um, I'm not saying you want to change his game, but you don't want him taking those hits. You know what I mean? As many hits as, as he has taken, you know, because, you know, how dynamic he is as a runner. But, I mean, let him give him some protection so he doesn't take all those hits. But, you know, aside from that, I mean, you got the Steelers and Brown next. How about, how about, you, how about you handle those, Kendall? Thank you, Jerry. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and start with the Browns. You know, if you know if you're the Browns, you're coming off a very disappointing season. The Browns are a team that had high expectations high expectations last year, especially after they um acquired OBJ, Odell Beckham Jr. from the um New York Giants last year. And you know, coming into the coming into this past season, they had expectations, they had playoff expectations, and they just didn't get it done for numerous reasons. And I'm gonna go ahead and start off, you know, they got rid of Freddie Kitchens or whatnot, and they brought in Kevin Kevin Stefanski, the offensive coordinator from the Vikings or whatnot. So I think, you know, they're looking for a change. I mean, they got a, a lot of new players up in there for the Cleveland Browns, and they, they're just trying to need change. The, the Browns, they're searching for results. And I think um, the owner there, Jimmy Haslam, he's ready for he's ready for a new change or whatnot. He's he just ready for his team to get to the playoffs and, and just make some noise. You know, every year it seems like, you know, this we keep saying this is the Browns' year. You know, it's this the quarterback. Is this going to be the year that the Browns make that jump to get to the playoffs or he may even get to a Super Bowl or whatnot? But I, I think the Browns right now, they're just trying to focus on at least getting to the playoffs or whatnot. And I think a good start for them to, to succeed with that, I think they got to get Baker May, Mayfield some help on the offensive line. He got beat up last year, and, you know, he already he doesn't have the best mechanics or whatnot or even the footwork. He got beat up last year on the offensive line. And the offensive line, they had a lot of injuries last year. So I think they need to address that. And, I mean, they, they could do it um, via phrase. So they got a little over 61 million in cap space and there's been they've been rumored to be in the um Trent Williams trade market. So they um they I heard they've been talking to the Washington Redskins about maybe acquiring him. The Redskins they get on um, granted him permission to um seek a trade or whatnot. So we um I heard the Browns are um, very interested in a couple more teams. So we're gonna see if they can address it there. If not, they probably have to do it in the draft. And I think um and yeah, a few other needs they need need another pass rusher outside of Miles Garrett. They really need to help out Miles Garrett getting to the um, quarterback. He got suspended last year at the end of the year, and they struggled to get to the quarterback. So I think in the draft they can go with, you know, Javon Kenlaw if they does it from um, the defensive end out of, out of South Carolina. They can go with him. Or, you know, if they want to address it via freight, it's a bunch of names in freight. See that they can go with that route to help out um, Miles Garrett on the, on, the other, on the other end of that line. But I said they, they got to get these moves. If they, if they want to get to the playoffs next year, they got to get this done. And get it addressed. And I think the Browns will have a pretty good season if they do that, along with the offensive line help and defensive line help for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, most definitely. Oh, yes, go. Yes, I think for the um, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, uh, once again, you know, Steelers, they had a rough season last year. A bunch of them, they were, at one point, they was on the fourth quarterback. You know, Ben, he went out early in the year with an um, elbow injury. He's still recovering from that. He missed the whole season. And Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph, he hasn't quite lived up to the expectations. And he he had a pretty bad year. He was in and out lined up or whatnot. Then they got to their third quarterback. I mean, it was just it was a quarterback laundry there in Pittsburgh this past year. Yeah. It, it was crazy. And you know, the Steelers, they they're, they're not they're used to consistency. They're they're the franchise, they are they are very model of consistency. They're up there, you know, with the Patriots and the, the Colts from the Peyton Men and they they are very they are model of consistency and they haven't really had a lot of change. They haven't had a lot of new head coaches or whatnot there in Pittsburgh. So, you know. I just think the Pittsburgh whatnot, like I said, they got um, a little over one million in count space, so they got to do some playing around with some contracts. Maybe got to cut a few players to create some more space and get creative there or whatnot. So it's going to be very interesting to see what Pittsburgh does. I think one thing they want to do is they got to they they, they want to continue to get that secondary 
um fit. They want to they want to get it right. You know they got they traded um they, they traded for um the, um the safety for my for the Miami Dolphins um Minka Minka Fitzpatrick. They got him from the Dolphins last year, and he came on in that second that secondary. They really came on the second half of the season, and they looked real good back there. And I, I think they want to get a corner outside of Joe Hayden. They resigned Joe Hayden to another two year contract and um during the season or whatnot. So he's going to be there for a couple more years, but they got to get another corner outside of him. And I think the Steelers, they can get back to the Blicksburg Steelers back in the day when the Steelers, they were known for defense and they were pretty good there. I think um in a draft, they can really, I mean, if they don't, if they want to do it, if they can't do it via free agency, they probably won't be because they don't have a lot of cap space. They might have to look towards the draft to do it. And I think right there, um, they don't have a first round pick this year. So, I mean, it's not a pretty deep class at corner, but still, they've always been a pretty good drafting team. So, um, no, they're, they're known for drafting some good receivers. And, you know, I think they still they can get a corner during the second or the third round or whatnot. Um, they can look to see if C.J. Henderson, maybe if he drops or whatnot, there's been some talk that he may drop or whatnot based off some, based off his uh, his past season. But he had a pretty good season. So, if, still, if you're the still, you can't really hope for that. Maybe you got a chance of getting a Trayvon Diggs in the second round. And I think that'd be it from um, from Alabama. I think that'd be a great pick for the pick for the Steelers there to help out there because the cornerback is a very big need for them. They got you got your pass rushers there. They got linebackers there with you know Devin Bush. They selected him last year in the first round. They actually traded up for him. He had a pretty good season. And so I think if they don't go corner or whatnot, maybe they can, maybe offensive line. So I think those are a few needs for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, no, make a good point. And then also too. Um... You know, as far as the quarterback situation, you know, Big Ben's not getting any younger. Um, and, you know, who knows how he's going to come off, you know, with that injury, how he's going to play this year. So, yeah, definitely uh, they need to address that position. Yeah, because I don't think Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges is the answer in Pittsburgh. Let me let me ask you, Sarah, what do you guys both think? And I, I'm asking, let's just say Jacob Easton falls there in the second round. I think that I think they I think they'll select them. They they because they don't have the answer behind Ben right now. I think they'll get him. Yeah, why not? I mean, that, honestly, that's the, that's the answer. Why not? I've seen why I've seen I've seen some people saying, you know, I, re, I remember some. I, it was crazy, right? People were, were saying that, um, the the Oklahoma quarterback uh, Jalen Hurts would probably not even be drafted, and after the combine. Now we're talking about him in the second round. I've saw I've seen fans, you know, pushing and and asking <laughs> the Steelers to 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 draft Jalen Hurts. What do you think about Jalen Hurts as a second rounder for the Steelers? I would not put it past picks versus. I think it would be a great pick there for the in the second. Yeah, no, um, but I don't but think he's gonna that would be go great. that high. To be honest with you. That would be yeah. That would be great for them. Well, I will tell you this: the one thing I I noticed with Jalen Hurts is he has this this moxie this he has this this aura of of he seems like a great leader, you know. And that was one thing that I didn't see in Mason or or in Duck Hodges, um, right? That leadership. Like the way the way like his leadership kind of reminds me of of that of a Dak Prescott. I'm not saying he's Dak. I'm just saying the leadership, right? Like in other words, when you see Dak out there, you know you could tell he's the leader. The way he's talking to his teammates, you know he's taking on that group. So I I, I don't think that you know I don't think a second round. I I you know I think he's deserving. You know he's worked he's he's gone through the process the right way. He's shown that he could do it. Yeah, second round is a little bit too high, but if Jacob Eason's not there and, you know, dominoes start to fall, I mean, what, you know, you got Jalen Hurts, you got, uh, what's his name, Aaron Gordon, right, from uh, Washington State, Uh, Steve Montez from Colorado, Um, you got Cole McDonald from Hawaii, from from those from those names that we just mentioned, what quarterback would you rather have as a Steeler in the second round? If Jacob Eason's gone, you know? yeah. 
So I, I, I just think, you you know, you look at it, and I think that Jalen Hurts had leadership intangible that, that you just don't find very often. So I do think that that would be a good pick. Um, Just wanted to just kind of add in on that one, on the on the Steelers. On the Browns, like, like Kendall said, wow, man, they had all the pieces in place, and it just kind of felt like they fell apart, you know. Very I think disappointing. The good thing is that that Miles Garrett got reinstated, right? He's already been reinstated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's bad. So, yeah, and and th- that was one thing that I wanted to that we were talking about earlier. There, Amina said, <clears throat> you know, I, I, we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna get a little bit off the teams real quick for a bit, but it's just to, just to bring awareness. You know, it's very hard, right? Like you see players like let's go back to Mario Williams, right? Right, the mm-hmm. the Texans drafted him with a first round pick. Yeah. Right, then you have uh, after Mario Williams, you had uh, Jadavian Clowney. Right, he got drafted uh, first round pick also. Then you got Miles Garrett. Right, he got drafted with the uh, first round pick too. Right, right. So when you start looking at this, uh, if if you start looking at their numbers. Did they put up? Were they able? Were they able to put up double digit sacks in the first year? No, no, they really were. And, and it's very difficult, right? Because when you see a specimen of those kinds, you're just like, "Wow, this guy's going to put up gaudy numbers." You know, I think that this year we have a very similar player in that in those regards, and that's with the uh, Chase Young. You know, I think that you know, especially if you're trying to team build and you wanna, you wanna, you wanna make some, you want, you wanna be able to set yourself up, get some draft capital. You know, I think, I think if I was, if you know, you're looking at it, I, I would just kind of look at the past and kind of like say, you know what, make Chase Young's name so, and you know, and burned in people's minds, you know, especially the other GMs, and see what kind of trade package you can get for him. I mean. Uh, I think we were talking right. Marcus Davenport commanded two first-round picks. I mean, what do you think? I mean, would you do it? Would you take a chance on Chase Young? You know, at, with the Redskins, or would you rather take, you know, one, two, maybe possibly get three first-round picks if you could, you know, sell it to a team? Would you do it? I mean, I don't know. That, that's a good question. Just because you know, you know, Chase Young, he got suspended for some games. He came back, and I mean, he was still he played well, but not you know, not well like he did right. before. So I don't. I mean, two those picks. I mean, those are that's that's a lot of you know, it's a lot. Yes, to it is. It is. I agree with you right there, Fidel. But I think there's teams out there that want Chase Young that are ready. I think the only way Chase Young could be Chase Young. Is if that team already has a a a setup defensive line? I do think if you look at the Redskins, they had two defensive tackles that they drafted in back to back years. Alabama, yeah, from Alabama, yeah. Uh, so I think that I the only thing is that they haven't really been. I uh, maybe maybe it's a schematic thing, a, a scheme fit. You know, maybe it's scheme fit. Uh, I know that Ron Rivera brought in Jack DeRio, and, and Jack DeRio's man, he's done great jobs with with yeah. Von Miller and with uh, uh, Khalil Mack. Yes. You know yeah. the way the way the way he was able to make him an outside linebacker and then bring him down and be a, a, a you know hand in the dirt defensive end. I think that that's going to be it's going to be very unique to see how he does this. But they did say they were going to make this a four three defense, so. It's going to be real interesting, you know, especially now that we've covered all the needs on the AFC. You know, we covered all, all that. So I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of, <laughs> NFC is my, that's my home. I, I, you know, that's, that's, that's my favorite. So I'm just trying to get, you know, just trying to get everybody ready for the NFC, what we have in store for the NFC. Oh, yeah. You know, so I'm sorry about, you know, getting, getting everybody a little anxious here, but we'll have, we'll, be getting some more episodes out next next week uh we're gonna be covering all yeah. the nfc so uh, just yeah. i just wanted to throw that out there to you guys you know like have you you know think about it guys i mean when you're building a team i mean would you would you rather have picks especially when a draft next year you know you got 
a possible Trevor Lawrence coming out. You know what I mean? I mean, we 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 yeah, a lot uh, of good players. A lot, right a lot wow. of them. Justin Justin Fields too. I mean, I think for sure. I think Justin Fields comes out. I think Trevor Lawrence will see how he's gonna how, come. He'll come out. You think so? I I think if he could have came out this year, he yeah. Lost well, yeah, he, yeah he, I think he would have came out. I don't know. I think that 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 young man is a very intelligent man. I, I mean, that's why when he won the first his first national championship, he said, "Let's." He goes, "The goal is to win four of these." Right. The, that was that was what he said. Four. That means that means he was going to play to his yeah. senior year. But uh, but I mean, it, it, but if you think about it, I mean, there's a lot of things you probably have to take in consideration. And you know, maybe just at the heat of the moment, he was like, "Yeah, well, I want to win four. But I mean, if you really sit down and think about it, are you really going to risk another year, possibly getting, you know, getting hurt? Something that happened to Tua, you know? Are you are you going to risk that? And you already know that you're going to probably be the first overall pick in next year's draft. Yeah, that's true. Right. Well, I I think so. I think you know when when Andrew Luck was coming out, um, I think once he found out the Panthers had the first round pick, he was like, "No, I'm on it. I'm not going to do this." And he decided to stay for his senior his senior year. So. I th- that I think that those are some things that we need to to you know to watch out for not not bank on Trevor but still if you could get something that would set you up and and help you get in a position like if you want to you know he he does look like the real deal he does look like he does look like he has that Peyton Manning type you know intelligence mm-hmm. as far as reading defense and 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 disguises and all that good stuff. So, but you know, at least you brought it to him this year. He got he got harassed, but you know, again, he didn't have the offensive line he had the year before. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I, I'm try I try not to make too too many excuses, but still, you know, if if you if definitely definitely, this is gonna be, oh, man, I can't wait. I mean, free agency and the draft. Uh, this is gonna be one of the best off seasons that we've seen in a, quite quite some time. Real quick, real quick, I want to yeah. add in there for the audience and whatnot. Um, these next few weeks, we, we, we're um, we're entering a a very a very important, a very big time in the NFL. You know, it's about to be a lot of signings, a lot of free agent visits, a lot of trades and stuff going on. Because the free next weekend around this time, free agency will be just it'd be about to kick, about to be about to, get, about to be a bit kick off in a few hours or whatnot. The tampering window will be next Monday or whatnot. So it, it's gonna be it's we're entering a very big time in NFL. Man. It's gonna be crazy. They call it crazy frenzy and whatnot. So it, it's gonna be a big and busy time in the NFL. So make sure everybody just want everybody to stay tuned because we're we're gonna be on it. Yeah, and then just make sure uh, you know for our our audience to also follow us on, you know, we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, the tag on uh, on Twitter is at East West Sports Pod One, and then the Facebook page is uh, East West Sports Podcast, and then also Instagram is East West Pod. So just make sure you follow us on all social media platforms or all the latest breaking news that we'll have for you. Uh, next episode, we'll be starting off with the NFC West and going over team needs uh, before free agency starts and also the draft. Any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap the show up? I just want to say thank you, everybody that's tuning in. We really appreciate your support. Thank you. We just want to continue to bring you the best content out there. Um, so just so I just want to say thank you. You know, uh, looking forward to 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 the to the NFC, and uh, we'll talk some more about that next week. Yes, man. Thank you, guys. This candle here. I'm just you know looking forward to the NFC or whatnot, and uh, I just we just eager to get started. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for us. Catch us next week for a brand new episode of the East West Sports Podcast. Thank you. Hey, guys. It's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric Hass Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music.
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with ElectroCast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of ElectroCast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join ElectroCast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to ElectroCast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.